pain We all have sorrow But if we are wise We know that there's always tomorrow Lean on me when you're not strong And I'll be your friend I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Please. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. We are back for some off-season, off-topic. Uh, that'll be too, <laughs> I guarantee too. it. Uh, off-season Glee discussion. We have no new episode to discuss this week because the show is in hiatus. And more hiatuses to come. That's one of the things we will be talking about. As well as a new album from Matthew Morrison. We'll give a brief listen to that. Um, and something I'm going to run into the house. That was the crazy look I was giving you. I'm going to run into the house and grab something. Uh, that we can discuss on the show as well, as well as some random Glee news. The Tonys are going on right now. Yes, so uh, you can, um, uh, we definitely have some people that will be listening to us live while they're watching the Tonys, um, as well as, uh, as you can tell from my voice, it was, um, we had a little birthday shindig for Josh last night, and Josh and Jennifer are two inches from death. So just a little sleepy, <laughs> not not death like at all. Just um, you know, it's been a while since we've been up to three or four in the morning. So yeah, well we oh, yeah. it's been a while since I that I haven't been up to three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we tied it on pretty good oh, last night. We um funny. for so my birthday is actually Monday, which most people listening to this it will be Monday. So happy birthday to me! Uh, but uh, birthday, on Saturday night. Jennifer was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I looked around and there's this show that plays in the valley. um, And I've wanted to see this show for, I mean, I've known about it for probably a year and a half. And it literally is walking distance from our house. It's like a mile away. And I've wanted to see this thing forever. And so I said, this is what we're going to do on my birthday. And Jennifer read the description and said, no, I am not doing that. You can go with your friends. Uh, but she ended up going and we had uh, our friends Mike and Candy came and uh, then uh, my best man Derek and his girlfriend Victoria came and the show is called Urban Death and it is a series of creepy vignettes uh, set in a or performed in a Grand Guignol style uh, Google that kids but it was essentially creepy music and then the lights would go out and the place was pitch dark so you could not see your hand in front of your face the the lights would go out creepy music would play the lights would come on and there would be like 30 seconds to maybe two minutes is probably the longest one okay um would be some collection of the cast there were like 10 12 people in the cast uh some collection of the cast doing something scary (laughs) it was so weird more disturbing than it's scary. Although, I mean, some there, of it was scary. There were some, some of the things, yeah, it was definitely done in a more kind of like atmospheric, creepy yeah, style. It was definitely intended yeah. to to disturb and unnerve the viewer. But it, it was, it, uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because that room was like, like, you know, for most of the people listening to the podcast, that theater was smaller than your living room. Yes. Uh, it was tiny and there were probably 80 
people in there. Oh, yeah. So two of our friends had to stand in the back. Josh and I were sitting on, on the stairs, stairs in the aisle. Uh, and so then you had this little performance area in the corner that was maybe like 15 feet by 10 feet. And uh, they would pack like 12 people in there. And so it was everything from like there was the, the, the really effective one, I think, for you was probably the clown with the axe. Like when it was it, it was pitch dark and then the lights were flashing like lightning. Yeah. And then at one point the lights were flashing like lightning and there was a woman standing over you with an axe. Yeah. And then the next time it flashed, she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was yeah. creepy. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a woman murdered in there was like a window over the there stage. There was a woman murdered in murdered. up there. there. There was lots of blood murdered. and nudity. It was pretty insane. And I said, "Well, this is what I want to do for my birthday." Uh, and I met was Matt Weinhold. Was it good? Would you recommend it? <laughs> no. Not, well, I wouldn't recommend it because that's cra- that's crazy pants. Uh, <laughs> was it good? Like, did you enjoy the time spent? I enjoyed the crap out of it. I I giggled through the whole show. I had so much fun. And uh, I think for everyone I brought, like Jennifer's used to me taking her to crazy stuff like this. Like I do this and I'm like, if somebody says like, that's totally insane. Why would anyone want to do that? I'm like, well, I do. That's me. That's what I want to do. And so I totally was like, we have to go to this. And it was as absolutely crazy as I'd expected. So Jennifer's kind of used to me taking her to crazy things like this. But for our other friends, I think they were caught a little unprepared. But they... Okay, (laughs) but there are also people that have been around the industry, if not working in the industry directly. And they, you know, they all accepted it as, you know, performance art. But a very particular type of performance art. And they were cool with it. I was, I got a little tense toward, you know, a couple of, couple of the um, segments were a little, little intense yeah. for me. Well, being in pitch dark with that many people was pretty intense. Yeah. And then I, my favorite one was the Bloody Mary one. Yes. Which I know had no mirrors or anything, but the lights went out. It was pitch dark. And you started hearing different people in different corners of the room shouting blo- or s- whispering Bloody Mary. Yeah. And then more and more. And then it got louder and louder of them saying Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then the lights came on really fast. And there was a woman who was probably a foot from the front row mm-hmm. uh, up against the wall, hanging by a noose, half naked, covered in blood. And she then was the staring li- right at me. Like I had direct eye contact <laughs> with her. And I think that was what I was just like. And then the lights went down crap, and came back up and she was gone. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so weird. So that was it. That's an example of what Urban Death was like. It was crazy pants. It was super fun. I had a blast. We had a bunch of friends over and played board games and then uh, got drunk and went to see Urban Death and then came back and uh, listened to like Nerf Herder and My Chemical Romance and Meatloaf songs and then went to a diner and then got back and so as you can hear from my voice it was a very late night but you know Mm -hmm. happy birthday to Josh happy birthday to Josh (laughs) that's what Josh does on his birthday how are you Ed how are things uh, in Indiana oh things are great Uh, I just I I don't know nothing nothing in particular just been working a lot singing lessons like living living life I went and visited Vita uh, oh, today. So that was that was fun. Went nice. to Cheesecake Factory. Got cheesecake. Awesome. As one do, as one does at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> um, and then I, oh next week, uh, no, yeah next Monday, not tomorrow, but next week Monday, I'm going to a 
going to a concert in Ohio. So that'll be exciting. What are you, who are you going to see? I'm going to see Lights again. I, I love Lights. I've seen her seriously three times. This is now my fourth time seeing wow. her. Wow. This, this is my first time. She's doing an all-acoustic show. So and you're traveling out of state. That's awesome. That's great. It's only two hours. It's only two hours. Yeah, two hours is not that bad. They they're doing um, Elton Brown is doing a tour, and he's performing in San Diego, which is four hours away, and Santa Barbara, and which is four hours away. Well, again, two and a half. Two and a half. So like two and a half each. So but he's not doing L.A. Apparently, he's doing San Diego or Santa Barbara. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you know. It's going where the money is apparently. Occasionally, we'll, well I mean, it's hard. I, there's like. Um, I read this book on how to tour effectively, and it tells you not to go to big markets. It says specifically, don't do it. Huh. Like, you, you'll you'll be the biggest fish in Boise, but you'll be like a minnow in <laughs> L.A. Like, like that's probably a <laughs> direct quote. It is true that like there there's a reason that such great bands come out of places like Portland and Duluth and you know um, Minneapolis, St. Paul, like. There, these there is a reason that that really great bands can like find themselves and do amazing stuff out of the public eye and then when they show up in their first record and everybody goes where have you been and they're like we were in you know new mexico Where, no, wherever it was new mexico there was, uh, there was a the south the south by southwest uh thing like 50 percent of the act at South by Southwest have been from Texas for like the past two years. So well, South by Southwest is in Texas. Yeah. So they I know, are but, close but by. Um, uh, that's true. But I mean, like, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I guess I I knew I didn't know exactly location, but I didn't think it was. It wasn't like exclusive to Texas. Yeah. It doesn't like you have to be a Texas band to be in there. It just <laughs> so Texas happens. is having a definite renaissance. I mean, Austin is considered the music capital of the country. Uh, Austin and Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin always wins number one music city in the country for some reason. I've never been there, but I'm sure it's lovely. I've, I've been to I've been to Milwaukee. It's like the closest. I've been to Milwaukee <laughs> and I've been to Green Bay. Well, <laughs> let's yeah, talk Wisconsin. a little. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Glee. Um, first thing we're gonna do is Matthew Morrison put out a solo record. Yeah. Uh, it is an album. It is entitled. What did I? I just had it. Uh, it is an album of um, of musical theater songs. It's called Where It All Began. And he does pretty much some standards. And then he does some things he probably shouldn't. But uh, it, it, it's, it, it's not bad. And we'll take a listen to one of them now. Uh, let's see. Let's go with... There are a couple things. Like, this is where Matthew Morrison really should be more than that last record he did that was, like, kind of his soul pop record. Yeah. This is much more where Mar uh, Matthew Morrison. So, here, we'll do a little As Long As She Needs Me. Um, Matthew Morrison from his new album, uh, Where It All Began, here on the Gleeful Podcast. She doesn't act as though she cares But deep inside I know she cares And this is why I'm tired Right by her side As long as she I know where I must be 
cling on steadfastly as long as she needs me as long as is long I'll love her right or wrong and somehow I'll be strong as long as she needs me if you So it's reasonably standard Broadway song booky stuff. Everybody who's on Broadway these does these days does one of these records eventually. But it is, I found it, if nothing else, to be a nice reminder that Matthew Morrison's a pretty talented guy, and in a way, Glee has kind of not done him a lot of favors in the last couple years. He's certainly not been very well utilized on the show. Yeah. And when he is utilized, it's kind of as a douche. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't come off as the most sympathetic character these days. Uh, but he does have a couple huge missteps on this record. He does do a version of Ease On Down the Road uh, from The Wiz. Interesting. Here's a bit of that. Uh, so on the list of like things he should not have done, here's a bit of Ease On Down the Road. Come on in, ease on down, ease on down the road. Come on in, ease on down, ease on down the road. I that was actually, fun. That was a fun song that I've never heard of. <laughs> You've never seen The Wiz? I'm I'm musically yes. like Aww. not informed, ill-informed. The only yeah. problem with The Wiz, uh, the the Wiz as a play is fantastic, and the music is quite fun. But The Wiz, the movie, is batshit crazy. Mm. So it's that's it's almost hard to be like, hey, you should go l- watch the movie because you'll just sit there and go like, they're in a subway tournament all, and like that post just came to life, and Michael Jackson has a lisp. It's weird. Are, uh, are you vaguely excited for Oz, the Great, the Powerful, or something like that? I I'm am. not. She Jennifer <laughs> is, yeah. I am, and I did want to see it in the theater, even though I heard it wasn't very good. But uh, I am excited for it. I do. I will. I will see it. Um, I will rent it with or without Josh. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do. I mean, The Wizard of Oz is one of my you favorite know, I'm movies. I'm pretty sure you can see like every time you want Josh to do something, you just mutter two words: urban death. <laughs> I sat through urban death for you. You're right. Thank you, Ed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just two words. <laughs> but, but to anyone, to anyone marriage like, counseling with Edward Giordano. <laughs> but to anyone like outside, like outside of your bubble, like they overheard that couple, like just like I don't want to do that. And John's like urban death, and then, and then people are like, well, <laughs> there there are um, so many of those. There's so many movies that he's dragged me to. That yeah, the I'm problem like, is that list is so long. Yeah. Like there's, I, if she was counting. 
Uh, I would not make a decision probably for the rest of our If I could count that high, yes. (laughs) Uh, But that's funny. Thank you. Um, Can I I drop a theory that I have about season five and season six, please? Yes, let's. Well, and that's our next story. So yes, let's talk a little about season five, season six, please. Okay, I know. I know it sounds stupid, but you know, sometimes you have to say crazy things, and sometimes they're right. Let's say, okay, so we know that the, the first half of this season is the last half of senior year or whatever. Right. For, for all the, for the, you know, for that school year. Now, now imagine over Christmas break and then we come back and it's all the same actors set in a small high school in sleepy California. <laughs> So that they could like really just just accept the fact they're in California and like it's like like I'm am ta- talking like American Horror Story re- like reswitch like like Rachel's now all of a sudden uh, a junior in high school Marley's a freshman everyone's like and then like you mix it up and Beast is the singing teacher and Shoes out of the story and like everyone's like it's all like same actors even same school just just a different just they just accept they're just they're just different they're not Rachel Berry anymore they're Rachel Cherry. <laughs> And and so, uh, so okay wow okay so, so wow so yeah so it's California dreams if you're an old man like me uh, no so, so that, it's just a theory it's a theory because <laughs> they said it was going to be unexpected and I mean just I didn't expect it so but I don't know it's not one of those Hilarious. it's not something that normally you would expect like just like a research like because you say that's what's missing is that Rachel and all that excitement being in of being in high school and like you don't want to see Sex in the City. The, the early years in, <laughs> in, in in Rachel and Kurt. So, like, let's just let's put them back in high school. Well, I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind in that suggestion is uh, Leah Michelle looks so different than when she started. To put her in high school would look just comedic. And Corey pretty much... I mean, Corey, but Corey could be the teacher. They could just he's make her dying the teacher. his hair. He's, like, turning gray at this point. Yeah. Uh, so or, 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 okay, fine, fine. Then, inversely, Corey and Leah Michelle are the shoe and Emma of this new high school. That would be hilarious. That would be absolutely okay. hilarious. That sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is an interesting idea. I mean, it, I mean for... For me, I do miss more of the underdog status. Because then they could have, they could have like, they could totally go on the story on how Leah became a, whatever, she being a librarian, and how, and how she missed out on her dreams of stardom, and then they could have the adult storyline, and the kids storyline, and it could be like, so she could be Shelby. (laughs) Five part two is the new season one. (laughs) <laughs> oh my well i mean that would that's funny because the whole like you know season four is the new season one uh you could have a season five as a new season one just by literally starting over just like man that, all that that last five years those were fun or four years those were fun we're just taking it from square zero <gasps> oh, I, mean, I, mean, I get an idea <laughs> is ryan murphy still the showrunner uh, t- he is still at this current time. There are rumors that he will be ousted. Of his demise. <laughs> yeah, there are rumors of his demise, but there's nothing even nearly confirmed. And I mean, you know, would, really would, depends okay. on. I know. I know some people had issues with season four, but would would a major show revamp like I proposed would that would would that change your opinion, other people's opinion? Would that would that reinvigorate the show? 
I don't know. It really depends on how well it was executed. Uh, but as you were saying that, I had an idea that, you know, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, an old TV play, but, you know, um, all of a sudden the, the first episode of the season starts and you see Mr. Mr. Schuster and he's at his desk and he's daydreaming. And then you realize like the whole first four seasons were actually a dream. And he's now really starting to teach the Glee Club for the very first time now. I, I propose that I'm going to get it right. <laughs> this time I'll get it right. I feel like run, Lola, run. <laughs> Keep doing it Oh, over. my God. That's oh the God. best reference be ever. Ridiculous. <laughs> See, the, the thing, the issue I have is um, I don't like it when TV shows try to start over without total commitment. So, like, when, um, when Desperate Housewives went five, five years, years into the future, um, One Tree Hill, which I do don't didn't watch but they did that something similar um it's kind of your way of being like hey we want to start from scratch but we want to like hedge our bets and keep all the same characters and the same dynamics and then we get to play a couple i thought they did it so that it would be they could have something to pull from because like at this point yeah you have nothing you have nothing you have no back history to pull from you've already pulled it so if you give them you give them five years then you all of a sudden have you have you have room for history to be pulled out of again. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, the idea is, you know, when a show first starts in in season one, you do have all of this backstory that you get to reveal and play with and develop. And then by the time you get to season four, everyone's like, there are no surprises left by the time you get to season four. And so that's why you take five years into the future. You relocate everyone to a new location. um, Or you, you know, start mixing up, do crazy cast reinventions. Um, And and I, I feel a bit cheated when a show like goes five years into the future because at the end of the day, I don't want to watch a new show. I want to watch Glee. And so for me personally, I would rather Glee just, you know, find a way to, to refocus its effort, you know, to like find a goal and really decide like, okay, the show's going to be about regionals again. It's going to be about performance again and go that way. If, if they want to do a major cast overhaul, I would actually side on the side of cast overhaul than five years in the future. You know, season five, we start off five years in the future and Leah Michelle is now the queen of Broadway and she has four Tonys and it's all about like her trying to rectify her relationship with a small town mechanic. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd feel a little bit cheated person. I... I, I... I see your point. I see. I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip ahead either. That, mm. uh, like, I felt like that did. I mean, when I was watching Desperate Housewives, it seemed so intriguing at the time. But I don't know. In retrospect, it was so grand. I mean, it's a common technique, and and it's and it works. I mean, it's one of those techniques that also works. So you can't really fault people for giving it a whirl. Uh, well, the I mean, story. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Well, Desperate. Um, not Desperate Housewives, but um, when you think about like like Downton Abbey, they kind of do a similar thing, whereas. You know, you have the show has now been on break for, you know, four to six or eight months. And the timeline that they pick up again is, you know, either four or six, eight months later. So they kind of they they then sort of like fill in the pieces a little bit like you 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 find out what's happened, but you're still kind of you're still in time with them. So Hmm. I 
know. I, I, I mean, I, I Downton Abbey, I think, does it well because in my in my mind, when I'm watching Downton Abbey, mm -hmm. if they're skipping if they're skipping a year or they're skipping six months or they're skipping mm -hmm. whatever, that means whatever happened in between that moment and this and the the and the previous moment mm -hmm. wasn't that important to the storyline. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing so, nothing significant mm -hmm. happened. You know, on a day-to-day -day basis, living their life. The, only thing, the only thing that, that you need to get from that is that people have, have like, if, if whoever, someone and someone started dating and then you jump ahead a year, you just have to accept the fact that they're, they're involved and they're really invested. Right. That's, like the, that's yeah. the only leap of faith that you as a viewer need to take. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, and you're making the argument in that case where you're trying to say, you know, life isn't made up of a constant stream of drama. It's made of these you know, uh, periods, uh, periods of drama. And that's mm -hmm. what the show is about. But Glee has always kind of operated under the, it's Glee's a soap opera at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so in a soap opera, your day is, your life is day to day drama. And day -day so drama. for Glee to just like pick up five years, it's kind of like, Oh, so everyone just took a nap. Like, you know, what, what happened? I, mean, uh, to I, make I, I, I would be upset if they took, I went sci-fi with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't be angry if they like if they like all went to cryogenic sleep and woke up in a in a Glee high school thirty years in the future. I wouldn't oppose that. Well, that's a uh, the big story that came out about season five this se or this week is that it's going to be broken up into two parts. They're going to cut it in half and they're going to run the first part of it at the beginning of the year and then they're going to take. Uh, I think it's 12 weeks off and run this other show called Rake and they're essentially going to do two seasons of Glee for season five. Well, because I'm because because they, they, they just listen to me retroactively. <laughs> okay, wait. So they're going to finish basically the second half of senior year in the fall mm -hmm. and then in the spring it's going to be some other show and then Glee won't come back until the fall again no it's gonna so it's kind of like it's gonna come back in the summer it's kind of like they do it on cable like oh. tnt does this a lot okay. so they'll run like um they'll they'll probably do 12 episodes starting in the fall and then in the spring so they're gonna have rake with great Kinnear, and then in the summer they're gonna come back with the other 12 episodes that's what they're saying right now. This could always change. Fox changes a lot. But it's interesting. And they're saying that it's going to have, it's going to essentially make season five two seasons. Um, which, you know, to your point, Ed, I do think it's going to allow them to finish out senior year for the 2.0s or the rest of the year for the 2.0s. And then there's going to be a really big psychological I mean break for everyone. And then they'll I mean, but, essentially but come back like with a new show. Season five, part one, you could like. You could you could like finish things really quickly. Like you could, like that season five part one. The scope of that could be five ten years. Like just like just let, let's like let's like work through these people's storyline. <laughs> like let's see Rachel in ten years. Let's just see Kurt and Blaine in ten years. Fine, let's get married. And then when they get reincarnated in Glee season five part two, I hope they're like bitter rivals and they <laughs> each other. Just but fine, around. season five part one, they could they can be married and what whatnot. <laughs> it could happen it could definitely happen well uh one of the other fun things that is happening in the gleavers right now or it actually just finished happening is uh they did a series of comic books it was four comic books archie meets glee 
So Archie, for our younger listeners, is a gazillion years old comic book character. It's Archie, and he's always torn between Betty and Veronica and his best friend Jughead. And that's what most people know. They were huge in the 60s and 70s. They had a TV show. Uh, They had a number one hit on the radio. Uh, Honey, Honey, Sugar, Sugar, whatever it was called. those Archies Sugar. were the same as... Well, it was a different band, but oh, okay. they were called the Archies. Yeah. And then okay. the Archies uh, kind of owned that. They had an Archies TV show at one point. For, I think it was in the early 80s. Uh, but so they still do Archie comic books. And they actually do a ton of them. And uh, Archie's done some really interesting stuff for a comic book. Uh, they, had, they introduced a gay character a couple years ago. He mm-hmm. got married a couple years ago. So for a comic book that is this old... They've really done some brave and interesting stuff. So for four months, they did a series of books called Archie Meets Glee. And if you're looking live, I have them all right here. Uh, So that's Archie Meets Glee. Uh, Oh, yeah. Is that back? I don't know if that's backwards for everyone or just us. No, it's right. It's right. Oh, okay. But yeah, so it's Archie Meets Glee. I forget. We're flipped. The entire cast of Archie (laughs) meeting. uh, It's kind of a like season three cast of Glee. Like everyone's pretty much still there. Uh, Blaine and Kurt are still together um, and none of the kids have graduated. So what's really interesting about it is one, it's written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the a writer for Glee. Oh. And he ha- he wrote these four comics. He's since inked a deal to do an Archie movie uh, as well as another series of Archie books, which will be a zombie storyline <laughs> where apparently the Archie kids get attacked by zombie characters. Obviously. Uh, uh, obviously, no doubt. And uh, he also wrote the new Carrie movie, and he wrote Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. So he's a, he's a he, well, you know, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to kidnap him and skin him and wear him as a suit and thus take his life. So he, it's, but it's cool to like really have somebody who's invested in Glee, knows the characters, writing this comic book. The plot of the comic book is uh, Archie, even though most people just know Archie, Betty, Veronica, and uh, Jughead, there's a gazillion characters in this universe uh, that have been recurring. One of them is Dilton Doily, and uh, Dilton Doily is a kind of crazy scientist kid, and he open- he creates a machine that opens a portal to McKinley High, and the portal opens up in Brittany's locker. And obviously. so, obviously, so he and Brittany become best friends and he's madly in love with Brittany and she keeps calling him, um, she keeps calling him the Artie who walks and she becomes obsessed or he becomes obsessed with how there's a direct correlation of everyone on Glee to someone in the Archie verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, he tries to bring her over so that they can be together in Riverdale and which is where Archie lives. Uh, and so he tries to bring her over to Riverdale and something goes wrong and half the Glee kids get transported to Riverdale and half the Archie kids get transported to McKinley High. And for four seasons, everything goes wrong. And they realize that they will destroy the fabric of the universe. They will create a cataclysm that will destroy all of the universe if someone in the McKinley universe, in the Gleeverse, uh, kisses someone in the Archieverse. And of course... It falls to Puck, and Puck makes drama. Uh, so it's it's very it it's a really fun little story. And if you like comic books, as I do, it actually is kind of entertaining. I recommend it. It's as far as like Glee things go. You know the kind of like stuff that's been created outside the show. The the novels were. 
pretty horrible. Um, but they weren't really written by Glee people. Like they were kind of just they they you know a, a company wanted to do Glee books because there was money in Glee books, and so they hired someone to write Glee books. And then the video games are just kind of cutscenes. And there's another Glee comic book which has nothing to do with Glee. It's kind of like a story about how Glee was made. Um, but these books actually are written by a guy on Glee. So it's a it's a neat little addendum, and it's kind of fun. And I thought they were uh, that they, they were entertaining. Uh, here's another one. If you're watching live, there's all the cheerleaders, hey. Betty and Veronica, on the side there. So anyway, uh, I say check them out. I think they're fun. They sing a lot in the books, uh, but they don't really like do form. I don't know. It's not like at no point See, where they do be, an entire it'd song. It'd be super legitimate if they had a like in a compendium. A, uh, a soundtrack. Compen- no, 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 not a contract. Like a, like a, like an additional CD with the thing of like, like the reje- there's rejected Glee songs like for delicious, <laughs> and like all the rejected Glee songs that was on the on the comic book, and then, and then, um, then they could work those songs into the storylines in the Archie comics. So that just, would be super just, funny. Songs are just sitting there. <laughs> And it kind of begs the question, like, are there other Glee spinoff things that we would want? Like, is there, you know, like, have you guys thought about... Is there a sci-fi cop Glee show waiting to happen? Waiting to happen, exactly. Law and Order, uh, Glee laser unit. (laughs) It is funny how, like, fan fiction 10 years ago, what, like, there were, there was worlds. There was, like, Glee, like there was the entity, you know, there was the Star Trek oh, yeah, TV it, show, it and there was the, Star Trek fan fiction. They never crossed. But now it's getting crossy. Like, you know, it's getting harder and harder to discern, like, what's fan fiction and what's. Oh, canon. Then, then, you, then you run into the issue where, like, some fan fiction is better than some of the original material, and then you're like, awkward. It, it's, it's, and well, now that, like, Amazon and uh, Google, I think, have fan fiction publishing you can now like publish your fan fiction and get paid for people to read your fan fiction like the lines between canon and fan fiction are starting to blur in really i don't know strange ways it's getting kind of weird maybe maybe it's for the best could be Probably for the best well, be maybe fun. it is maybe it is i don't know so uh, i'm gonna show jennifer something right now and we'll see oh. what how jennifer reacts and then uh ed you can google this as well if you want to see it guys Samuel Larson cut off his dreadlocks. Oh, I, I ready? saw it. I saw it. Wow. <laughs> He's cute. So you can Google it up. Samuel Larson cut off his dreadlocks. He did a big uh, photo shoot, uh, which I don't seem... There's no link on it in this page. Interesting. It's easy to find. Yeah. But, uh, it, yeah. It, it definitely changes his persona. Uh, yeah, well, he it makes his head not. I don't know. I mean, he's a handsome dude, and oh, yeah. so it makes him less quirky and more just kind of like, oh wow, you can actually just look at him and be like, that's a handsome dude. It isn't mm-hmm. a gimmick anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you can Google that up, and you can see the pictures of Sam Larson without without um, his can, can I can I make my 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 now absolutely? My, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call this the summer Ed summer suggestion song thing <laughs> i'm gonna come up with your title but I, I i i in the in the in the hangout chat i sent you a link so oh I, in the hangout chat 
Okay. I, w- I, w- I want. I I I want. I want. I love this all right now, and I I think it could be in the Glee universe. They're kind of they're kind of small right now. This group, but I think they could be big. It's well, next week else. let's do a let's do a songs we want to hear on Glee, and we'll just do a ton of these. Okay. And we'll we do, do all the songs we want to hear on Glee. I mean, but I I like I like I like splitting it up. But I will totally do that too. <laughs> well, here it is. This is the song that Ed just sent me. This is uh uh what is this? Joseph and Maya doing nothing I can do, and yep. this is songs you want to hear on Glee. This is this. I can see it with many characters, so I, I, I just want I to yeah throwing it out to the universe. Keep okay, uh, here it is. Uh, Nothing I can do by Joseph and Maya on the Gleeful Podcast. Though I'm always trying to be the kind of man who's full of all the things that you wish you saw in me, like that blonde-headed boy always busy dreaming. But we're not kids anymore. Something was bound to change Is there nothing I can do To let me hold you in my arms anymore? Ain't there something you can say That'll make me change my ways? Now changes in the mind A sort of solitary space Or it's just me, myself, and I In a heated debate Discussing pros and cons And we're sorting rights from wrongs You know, this is my decision to be made Oh, we're not kids anymore Hiding from the rain I guess that it's time we part ways Is there nothing I can do to let me hold you in my so definitely some Mumford and sister there. That's fair. Yeah, That's I, cute. I, I, could, I, I think it could fit in Glee. Like I, I could, I could see characters in it doing it. it oh, it, absolutely. Very, it definitely like, fits. And you yeah, can do a big cool. ending number. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think like I could, in my mind, I could go see the whole writer Marley, Jake Marley, or I could see Finn, Rachel, even, or even Sam. Sam, Quintana. Sam like, there's yeah. like a lot of combinations that could happen with this song. And they're kind of a small band. So would be hmm. so. So if I could do anything to help anyone, <laughs> there, there I, I see. Uh, I see Rory coming back to do this one. <laughs> I think that'd be. I think that'd be great to have Rory come back and do a song. Oh, Rory! Uh, you know, I wanted to. You know, next week I think, or not next week, but next next show, I think we should do songs we want to hear on Glee. But okay. I was thinking. I'm, I'm glad we're going to be prepared. <clears throat> oh, of course. Uh, well, and I know you've got a thousand things, but I I think we're going to twist it up this time. It's not okay. just going to be songs we want to hear on Glee. It's going to be theme shows we want to see on Glee. So okay. you can you, it can be an album, it can be a band, or it can be just a general theme. Okay. But bring your theme shows, and then I, for I, each okay. theme you have, bring the song that would be like the centerpiece of that Josh, particular. I, I, w- I want to challenge you. Okay. To do something. I, I'm. A- because I, I want to do this, but I don't know if I could do justice for this theme, so I think you should just do it. I want you <laughs> to do to have a 90s alternative episode, and I want you to tell me the songs. A, a 90s alternative episode. Okay, I, I will to... come up with the songs for a 90s alternative episode. All right, I'll do that. And to the I listeners... I, I don't know if I could do justice to it, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm handing it over. 
And to the listeners, I think you should all uh, email them to to us. Send us over uh, your ideas for theme episodes. Uh, and as I said, it can be like you know, like a Michael Jackson type thing where you pick an artist. It can be an album where it's one album, or it can just be a theme. Come up with uh, the theme. I am going to do a theme episode for Bruce Hornsby in the range. I'm joking. I'm just, I'm just, first thing that came to mind. Uh, so anyway, wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, so, but yeah, I think that would be fun, and we can we can discuss that one on the next episode. There's not a lot of other noise and or news in the Gleeverse. Gleeverse has been pretty quiet. Um, Charisse came out of the closet. I don't. I mean, good for her. Hey, so I don't really care. Um, and then uh, Jane Lynch is currently on Broadway. Do in Annie, uh, she just performed in the. Um, she just performed at the Tonys tonight, and she's doing Little Girls, which she did on the show, which mm-hmm. is kind of hilarious. I was like, hold <laughs> on, isn't she, didn't she do a song from Annie on Glee? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she's on Annie, and she got good reviews. Uh, she got a really nice review in um, uh, Variety. Gave her a really nice review and said she's she's pretty perfect for that particular role. So good for Jane Lynch. We saw the posters of her all over, all over, all over New York. Yep, when we were in New York. So that was fun. We saw a ton of great shows in New York. Uh, my favorite was Murder Ballad. Murder Ballad was, was my favorite. Yes, show I agree. That was fantastic. Yes. And it's not as gory as the show last <laughs> Serve night. Death. It was totally different from Urban yeah, Death. Yeah. It was an actual show. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, not, it was um, a normal. It was an everybody show, not yeah, just a joke. A love triangle <laughs> go, gone wrong. Um, but the, the performers were. The performances were really the the best performances we had seen all week. Yeah, and Casey Levy, who's was in uh, uh, Ghost the Musical and a thousand other things, and um, now I'm an ass and I can't remember the other two guys' names, <laughs> I don't but uh, they're like I've, they're all on my Twitter feed, so I see them on my Twitter feed all the time. But uh, they're amazing, so definitely check that check out that uh, show. Uh, and then we saw Newsies, which was okay. I yeah. enjoyed Newsies. It was fun. Is there someone famous in Newsies? Or, or I'm sure Not at the moment. Uh, ri- <laughs> when it opened, the lead was Jeremy Jordan, who left to go on Smash Season 2. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jeremy Jordan. He was the He's guy on Smash Season 2. Uh, and it oh. was good. And then we saw uh, Peter and the Starcatcher, which was amazing. That was wonderful. Such, was so such amazing. a sweet, sweet show. So amazing. And then we saw Spider-Man, which was not amazing. So bad. At all. As bad as they say. It was the opposite of As amazing. bad as they say. As it was bad as bad as, as, they, as say. they say. But I will say, one, <laughs> but I, but one thing that say. they did do, which was pretty impressive, was the, the, the wire work. All of the... Um, you know, the the flying around and then the fight sequences, you know, all done in wires. I I just kept looking up and thinking, how are those things not getting tangled? <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was um it was really good. No, no it, it was really bad. It was Sorry, horrible. I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm not really awake. I apologize. <laughs> I like I seeing Matt Carney. Nice. I like I he's nobody's like he's not the best actor in the world, but I love Matt Carney as a vocalist and so I thought that was fun. But other yeah. than that, it was just kind of the big spectacle. Like half the people in the audience of Spider-Man, I don't think spoke English. Because I think if you're going to go yeah. and have no and know nothing about Broadway, you're going to go see Spider-Man. And that's pretty much what you should do. Totally. And that was why we went. Because it's like, you're never going to be able to see this anywhere else. It's, yeah. you know, it's just one of those crazy, stupid things you have to do. Yeah. I mean, they had this huge theater built leaving. for it. Yeah, it was, it was 
it was a festival. Um, so yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, but we, what we we did not go see Silence the Musical. Because we've already Silence seen that. Silence of the Lambs Musical, which was right there, but because we've already seen it. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got as far as the Gleeverse. Jennifer, do you have anything? Um, no. Ed, anything going on in your world? Anything Glee-related you want to discuss? Uh, not really. I haven't really, <laughs> thought, I haven't really thought much about Glee lately, it's to be catchy. honest. Not, if you're a terrible yeah. human, yes. No, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Like, our off-season shows are definitely going to fall off because there's just that no, not that much to discuss when you're four seasons in. Um, and I don't really... I'm not ready to do a rewatch. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to live in the past. Like I want, I want to be excited about New Glee because that's the only other thing that I've seen other shows do when they're filling the time off season is they go back and like rewatch season one. Yeah, but 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 I'm we okay. already like, I well, I guess I've heard you that they didn't start until like a later season. So when they're going True. back, they're going back and commenting for the first time. So it's like. We're, we're, we have those episodes. Like, we were there. <laughs> we were there. And you we can go back there. and listen to them if you need to get your fix. <laughs> if you need to get your, uh, uh, your, your Glee fix, you can always go back and listen to early episodes of Gleeful. They're all on gleefulpodcast.com. If you want to weigh on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Brunell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. Jennifer has been tweeting some adorable pictures of her cake toppers. It's very exciting. I have been live tweeting my watching of Cop Rock Season 1, so go back and check that out. And <laughs> uh, and Ed, um, you're, you're, you're always good with a motivational statement. Oh, I, I, I know. I'm, I, I've been less lately because I, <laughs> I haven't needed to get, well, maybe, I don't know. I guess I've been, like, having a, like, I don't know. I don't know. Things are just well. So when things are well, I don't need to think about being mo- like the positivity because it just is. So, <laughs> so, so like those aren't coming as often as they should. Um, but as as a television recommendation this summer, I don't know if it's coming back for season two, but season one of Bunhead is really good. Oh, that's right. I have heard really good things about that. And since really uh, since Secret Life of the American Teenager wrapped up, I have a slot open for a new show. <laughs> well, you're still you're still on uh, Supernatural and X Files so. and dinosaurs. So, and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but uh, but yes, no, that's a really good recommendation. Thank you. Uh, and we also have Darren Chris is on tour right now. So everyone who's going to see Darren Chris, send us a voicemail. Tell us your stories. Write us an email. Tell us your stories about Darren Chris on tour, and we will talk about that on the next episode. If, if you could, if you could somehow get to talking to Darren Chris and record on your smartphone, most people have smartphones nowadays. <laughs> you can record him saying, uh, "You're listening to Chris. <laughs> you're listening to Google Podcasts. We'll love you forever." I mean, oh my god! I mean, you have to put it out. You have to put it out in the universe if you want it, Josh. Hey, I hear you. I'm it's getting better. In the universe, I want it. I'm so getting go better. Go. Um, I'm being a little more, little more Ed every day. That is my goal. A little bit more Ed. I'm being a little bit more Josh every day. So. Hey, <laughs> in ten well, years we'll both be, uh, we'll both be perfect people and hopelessly broken. So, <laughs> uh, well, that's it for us for the Cleveland Podcast with Josh and Ed. I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. Peace out. Good night, everyone. Good night.
Jennifer. You know this song is about having dessert in the afternoon. What could be more wholesome? Some. You're adorable. <laughs>